Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. Today, I want to confess to you guys about my issues when it comes to doubt, doubting my faith, doubting my situations, doubting my circumstances. I think so many times we think that we have to be doubt-free in order to receive good things from God, and that's not necessarily true because we live in this fallen world, this messed up world, and we are not perfect right? The Bible says that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So therefore, if we have all sinned or fallen short, then there has to be some doubt in there that we have experienced and we will experience on this earth. So when we look at certain scriptures that says this, Proverbs 3, 5 through 8, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understandings, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So as we go on this journey with God, as we push towards the mark that God has set for us, we will have these doubts and we will have these fears. But God is saying, don't lean on those things. Don't lean on your own understanding. Our own understanding is so oftentimes, nine times out of 10, I really want to say almost 10 times out of 10, it's rooted into these worldly things. It's what we can see. It's what, it's what we have experienced on this earth. And the things that we have experienced, heartache, how people have done us dirty, how we may have to uh, uh, deal with certain situations, certain people, and maybe we feel as though we have to manipulate certain things to get what we want or be self-centered me focused in order to receive these good things. Doing things on this earth, the way that we naturally do them is not how God tells us to do them. He says, don't lean on those things, right? Don't lean on your own natural, fleshly, worldly understanding. And that's something that I have struggled with throughout my entire walk, just like you. I think sometimes we look at people like me, people who are walking this out, people who have been delivered from homosexuality, right? And we just put people on a pedestal and we assume that they do not struggle like us. We assume that, 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 that people do not go through the downs that we go through. And that's not true. There is nothing about me that is better than you. There is nothing about my walk that is better than your walk. I struggle just like you have doubts, just like you. And in my life, my doubts have been similar to yours, right? I have doubted the fact that, man, well, did God really deliver me from homosexuality because I still have these thoughts and temptations towards same-sex attraction. I'm still lusting after the flesh. I still think about my ex-girlfriend, right? Um, will, will God really change my heart? Because I told him, you know, I will walk this out with him, but I do want to get married still. I do want to have kids, but now it has to be with a guy. I don't like guys. So God, I'm doubting. Is it even possible for you to change my mind and my heart when it comes down to those things? And so James one through six, it says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. So in James, he's saying, ask in faith, right? So have faith, believe that God can do the impossible, believe that God is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, believe um, everything that 
that the Bible says about well, all of it, right? That 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 God can change how we think and how we feel. And if we lay down our ways of doing things, we can receive something greater, not just salvation, which is absolutely amazing, but we can receive that, that new heart and that new mind, right? And God could change our circumstances and situations around for our good, right? For his best purpose that he has for us. So it says with no doubting, right? And it says, so the people that doubt, it's like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind, up and down, up and down, up and down, okay? How many of you do that? I know I do. I doubt all the time. I try not to make a practice of it, right? I try not to make a practice of it. Matthew twenty one twenty two says, and whatever you ask for in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. So... Wait, there's one more that I really want to. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Hebrews 11, 16, 11, 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him or diligently seek him. Now, when these verses tell us that we should have no doubt and because of having no doubt, we will receive. We should have faith, right? And the Bible talks about, you know, a lack of faith, right? Those, those things that could happen in our lives if we lack faith, if we lack trust in God. So many times we think that because of this doubt that's on the inside of us, we will never receive but because we live in this world, I think we really have to, and it's not because we live in this world. Let's just forget that. Let's look at the Bible. The apostles, right? They all had doubt in them. So let's just compare ourselves to the word of God. The apostles, the people in the Bible that walked with God, they all had doubt because they were human. Does that mean that they did not believe they believed, but there was still an error of doubt. Okay, um, one of the one of the parts of the Bible that I love to reflect on is the Israelites as they were walking out of Egypt into the Promised Land. Right, the whole wilderness thing. They trusted God enough. They had faith enough to walk away from Pharaoh, walk away from hundreds of years of oppression, but also some good stuff that they had there, right? They walked away into the unknown because they were trusting God for better. But as they were walking, they began to doubt. They began to look at their situation, their circumstances, and they're like, man, manna, like, this is not something that I want to eat all the time. I want fish, man. Do you remember what we used to eat back there? Remember what we used to have back there? And that's what we do. We look back when we are, are uh, uh, doubting what God is doing in the present, when it looks bleak, when it looks like we aren't sure that God's going to take us to where we need to go, when it doesn't happen on our timetable, right? 40 years in the wilderness, can't God do that quicker? Can't he get us to the promised land quicker, right? If he's God, and that's what we do, we blame him. If you are God, who do we sound like the devil? If you are the son of God, 
turn these stones into bread if you are the son of God, right? Satan tempted Jesus trying to get him to do something. We are trying to tempt God. We are trying to manipulate God. And this is our flesh that's doing that. And we say, if you are God, you'll get me out of this situation right now. And we do that because we're frustrated with our situation and our circumstances because we're beginning to doubt what God has promised us. And so in this place of confusion, in this place of just feeling like, man, I don't know, like, yes, I know God can. Yes, I remember what he spoke to me in my heart. Yes, I remember what he did in my life. But I'm confused. I'm unsure. I'm questioning. It's okay to have a little bit of doubt because you're going to have it. But beneath it all, we need to hold on to the hand of God. And that's what I say every time. Beneath it all, we need to have our foundation on God. We need to have our foundation on the fact that, man, in spite of what's going on in my life, I remember what it felt like when God spoke to me. And I thought he could never speak to me, but I remember that. So looking back into my life, I doubted all of these things. But what kept me, what kept me is the fact that I knew I couldn't go back because my eyes were opened up to the truth. Right. My eyes were I was no longer blinded. When you have an experience with God, something happens on the inside of you, your eyes, your heart, something just opens up and you're just all of a sudden you're just like, wait a second. I know that I know that I know that God is the God of gods. I know that I know that I know that Jesus is the son of God, right? And, 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 and that he freed me and that he gave me salvation. I know that I know that I know that what God just illuminated to me, I can't ever get, I can't ever, I can't ever deny that. So even when the enemy tries to pull us back, trying to get us to deny what God has done years ago, right? Me looking back, it was 11 years ago I had this encounter with God and I was just on fire for him. But throughout my time on this earth, after that experience, my journey with God, there has been so many times when I was just like the Israelites going around the wilderness, going around the wilderness because I wanted to sulk in depression of, man, you know, I'm not sure if God's going to do this. So I'm just going to sit here and sit here in this place of being upset and irritated. And I went through the wilderness until I got to a place to where I was like, OK, I'm done because God's like, you want to stay in the wilderness? That's your choice. But I have something better for you. So when you're done sulking, take my hand, be obedient, have faith in what you do not see. Trust in the promises of God. Lean not on your own understanding, but lean on me. Lean on my word. Lean on my direction. Lean on what I'm telling you to lean on, uh, what I'm telling you to do of how to get through this hump, this, this, this rough patch in your life. And so we can look back all we want 
at the fish and the loaves and all the good things that we might have had. But we can't remember. We can't forget, sorry, the the shackles that we were in. We can't forget the oppression that we were in. We can't forget the fact that we were under the hand of Pharaoh, under the hand of, of, of Satan, who tries to tempt us with worldly things, thinking thinking that he can get us to believe that we are happy on this earth with worldly things, getting us to just say, you know, forget eternal salvation, forget God. No. Right. So we have to remember at the end of the day, what God did for us, that encounter, even if you were holding on to a mustard seed of faith that can bloom into something so huge, no matter how small your faith is. I don't care. I don't care how small your faith is. Hold on to it. Even when you choose to go through the wilderness over and over again, at some point in time, you're going to have to choose to be sick and tired of being sick and tired and saying, okay, I'm going to do what God has called me to do. I don't know how many times I have gone through the wilderness in my life. Missing my ex, not believing that God completely delivered me from homosexuality because of what I was experiencing naturally. Thinking that I was never going to to get married or have kids because of what I saw, the fact that it's been years and, you know, no guy really like hits on me or anything like that. Like, I don't know how to date guys. I don't know what they like. Like, it's just weird. Right. And so just feeling out of place in my own skin, therefore doubting God at the bottom of it, the foundation of it all beneath the surface, I held on to it. I held on to that mustard seed of faith that says, but God, I still want that. I know I can't go back to Pharaoh. I don't want to go back to Pharaoh. I don't want to go back to darkness because I now know what I will be giving up, and that is eternity with you. So I will hold on to this mustard seed of faith. Even besides that, God, and this this had to be my prayer. This had to be my prayer. Otherwise, I felt like I was going to sink. I said, God, if you do nothing else for me, but give me salvation. I will still serve you because that was not my heart. My heart said, you gave me salvation, but if you don't give me these other things, I'm not sure if I want to serve you. I kind of just want to go back and get what I want to make me feel good, even if it's temporary. So I had to humble myself and speak from the spirit that's on the inside of me, right? Because we are a body which is flesh, which wants to follow this world, right? We have a soul. That's who we are, right? And we have a spirit. That's that's the thing that, that God has created. That's the thing that goes straight back up to heaven when we die. And the spirit man on the inside of me, it's my spirit that says, but God, not my will, but yours be done. But God, even if you do nothing else for me, I will still serve you. And even though my flesh is trying to tear myself, is trying to pull me one way, I am agreeing with my spirit that says, help me to believe your word. 
I know my flesh is going this way, but my spirit's like, help me, Father. Help me to believe your word, to trust in your word, to have faith. Help me to believe what I'm saying right now, which is if you do nothing else, I will serve you for the rest of my life because it's not about the stuff I can get. That's not what this is about. That's not what this world is about. God has called us on this earth, sent us here for a purpose. He sent us here to spread the gospel through the nation, right? He has sent us here to, to, to uh, be a part of the change that he so desires in mankind because he doesn't want any of, any of us to be separated from him, but he wants all of us to him, to know him, right? And so we're here to push back the veil of darkness and bring God's kingdom right here to this earth. So whatever you're doubting, whatever you're feeling, you know, in your flesh, whatever's going on in your mind, whatever you're frustrated with, hold on to that mustard seed of faith, no matter how small it is, and pray to God. God, help me to believe the impossible. Help me to want you more than I want anything in this world. You know, let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for my brothers and sisters who are here, who are listening, Father God. I pray that you just give them a fresh wind, Father God. I pray that you put a burning desire in them to know you better, Father God. If their light has begun to dwindle and they're just scared that it's about to be quenched out and they're going to go backwards, Father God, I pray, Father God, that you ignite that fire deep within them once again, Father God. Uh, I ask that you just burn within them. Give them a burning, a yearning, Father God, for you to know you, to love you, to trust you, to seek you, Father God, and everything that is coming against them in their life, all of the darkness that is coming against them to pull them away from you, Father God, we just bind that in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you for your son, Father God. And so we just uh, ask, Father God, for repentance, Father God, repentance among the hearts of man, Father God. We ask for forgiveness from our sins, Father. We ask that you just help us, Father God, as we turn away, even if we messed up today, even if we messed up last night, Father God, right now, our heart, our spirit is saying, but God, but I want God, but I need God. So in this moment, we repent, Father God. And Father God, I pray, Father God, that you continue to renew their mind and renew their hearts in Christ Jesus. In your son's mighty name we pray. Amen. I thank you so much for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle. As usual, if you want a one-on-one -on -one with me to be able to talk with me, I want to hear your story. And if I could help you in any way, please, you can email me. You can find my email uh, at www.loveatthecross.com. You can go to contact me and shoot me an email. I used to say, give me three days and I'll get back to you. It's probably going to take a little bit longer, okay? My life got a little hectic for the moment. So I will get back to you as soon as possible. Give me four days. Um, and I just want to make myself available to you. And for that person that is thinking, Jessica's too busy. She's not going to respond to my email. That's a lie from the enemy. So I'm telling you that right now, okay? Shoot me that email. I can't wait to talk to you. 
Love you guys, and I'll see you next time. Bye.